0: The the reel. Reel. <laughs> From the real.
1: <laughs> run the real. run the real. All right. Oh, God. I lost it. <laughs> Featuring Mike.
2: Terry. Fox. And Dan. <laughs>
0: Dan is still sick, if you couldn't tell. He's got the consumption. <laughs> yeah. He's got a touch of the consumption. Been poisoned by his constituents. They dump manure in me (laughs) (laughs) well.
2: Anyways, we are Run the Reel, and we are back with our new category,
1: Requests. Oh, what a twist. We actually have requests.
2: Yes, we do. Send us requests. We'll get to them. It's going to be a revolving category that's always just going to come back up when we get requests in our queue. Yeah. Keep sending them in. Our first one is Cat Baloo. We tried to sing the little bit and make it run the reel, but I don't know how that turned out. It was great.
1: (laughs) I feel like I got a lot of work to do in the old cutting room floor. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: So Cat Baloo is an old Western. It was released in 1965. It was directed by Elliot Silverstein. This was his second feature film. It's based off of a book as well, a novel. It stars Jane Fonda and Lee Marvin, who actually won some awards for his performance in this one. Uh, Currently on IMDb, it has a 6.8 out of 10 and a 60 Metascore. And get this, you won't believe this. We are recording this on February 12th. And this movie before today had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, a tomato meter of 100%. But a critic from the future posted a review on February 13th that was (laughs) rotten (laughs) and dropped this movie to a 96%. He's posting rotten from the future on this movie.
1: I must travel to the distant future to prevent <laughs> to prevent the uh, run the real guys from giving it a hundred percent. What kind of dystopian future have we just avoided thanks to this man? Well, we all watched it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right,
2: so yeah, it now has a ninety six percent tomato meter and a seventy five percent audience score. Just a quick synopsis if you haven't seen Cat Blue since an older movie. We have Jane Fonda who's a young school teacher who turns into an outlaw to avenge her murdered father. She hires a gunslinger to help out but he shows up and he's a drunk.
3: I think that synopsis kind of spoils the movie a bit because it's not until like halfway through it that he actually
0: gets killed.
1: Yeah, I know. Forty-five minutes. I checked because I was like, "Man, it's like this." So this is where the movie starts. Forty-five minutes in. Okay.
0: Look, there was some setup that needed to happen beforehand. Needed, including a riveting square dancing scene. Oh God!
2: This movie has something in it that a bunch of old comedy movies have. It's a comedy thing that they do where. If they don't know what to do, I guess they just have everybody start fighting and beating the <laughs> crap out of each other. Like every old movie before like the seventies, if they didn't know what to do, they just started beating each other up.
1: <laughs> so this is funny, right? Let's just uh <laughs> mass chaos, pandemonium
2: as
3: classically spoofed in blazing saddles. <laughs> well,
1: I would
2: even say that this movie
0: is kind of a spoof too. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. It's a spoof on the classic western uh tropes a bit
0: i think this one kind of even might have hit right there at the beginning of the whole comedy western thing kind of in the the twilight years of spaghetti westerns kicking off i'm curious do we all like westerns who like likes westerns like seeks them out and does or does anybody like indifferent towards westerns
1: i'm indifferent i mean i don't hate them i don't like them i don't really like go out of my way to necessarily watch them but The ones I've seen I have really liked, like um, Unforgiven is really good. Um, Once Upon a Time in the West is great. Tombstone. Tombstone's pretty good. Yep, I like that one. So, like, yeah, I'm not against them, but I guess I've been different, Yeah, I've seen a few. I've liked them.
2: Yeah, I like Westerns, Fox. I don't actively seek them out as much as I do other movies, like sci-fi or fantasy movies. But I get in a Western mood every once in a while, you know. I can pour a glass of whiskey and uh, smoke a cigar and feel like I'm in
0: the Old West. Just try to think if we'd done a Western since we've been doing this podcast. Not
1: yet. We've done them on the radio show, I think, but not ever recorded. What about you and Dan? Are you guys Western people?
0: Yeah, I, I love Westerns. I, I kind of grew up on them. They hold a special place in my heart.
3: I do like me some good Westerns they're fun i don't watch them as much as other things but i do like them there's something about them they're so cool everybody's so cool in them and it's it's fun all the standoffs are sweet the sets are always cool it's always fun watching like well-known actors nowadays do a western movie too or seeing people in these older films take
1: a shot at doing Western movies. I do like um, these, like, modern Westerns. I tend to like those a lot. The ones that people consider, like, pretty much Westerns, but set in the modern day. Like, people think that Logan's a Western, and I like that quite a bit. Hell or High Water is kind of considered a modern Western. I like that quite a bit.
0: This was kind of, this one we're doing now, I guess, was kind of in a heyday, right? I think we've kind of talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I think this movie kind of was filmed in that era that they're referencing. I guess. So what did you guys think of Cat Baloo? I didn't know it was like a semi-musical going into it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Me
1: neither. Yeah, I like those uh, the Greek choir or whatever, those two guitar guys.
0: Yeah, Nat King Cole. Yeah, the other guy from, what was he in, like Guys and Dolls or something? He's in some like old musical that's real big. Yeah, he was in Guys and Dolls. Oh Yeah, he's a goober. I love him. <laughs>
1: Most I liked all their songs except for one where they were just like whispering. I didn't like that song very much. All but, the
0: Chase Scene song?
1: Yeah, that song I thought was kinda lame. But the rest were good. That
0: one was weird. Yeah, it was
1: like, <laughs> I see what you're going for, but hmm. But the rest, yeah, they're all they're all pretty good. It gives it sets a good tone for this movie, I think. We're not going to get too serious with this.
0: <laughs> there was a weird amount of, like, kind of dark moments in this movie that I think were supposed to be comedic, but I was like, man, that's
1: uh, <laughs> that's pretty dark. Their dad just gets gunned down. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. She's,
0: like, going to be hanged for avenging him, and the townspeople are, like, cheering, like it's, like, a festival or something. She's the devil. Yeah, it's, like, Wicker Man in here, but <laughs> Western. That's how it was back then sometimes. It was
2: entertainment. It's like, oh, they're hanging that chick who stole all our money. Let's go watch.
0: Oh, yeah. She did.
1: (laughs) The town did not like her.
0: She like, yeah, screwed the town over real bad.
1: Yeah, she made the town bleed just like the song said. They were singing these like fun songs and she's like, and she's gonna make them bleed. And I'm like, huh? Oh, geez. (laughs) That seems pretty (laughs) intense, but she did do that
0: thought she was like gonna be like a robin hood-esque kind of character but no pretty much the opposite <laughs> yeah she's gonna be a true the form outlaw
3: get her revenge which is i mean that's a classic western thing right there
0: so adds to the spoofs but then this movie is so light-hearted and funny
3: well it's like you said earlier it's a spoof of westerns a spoof of the genre so
2: well if you just look at uh marvin lee He's supposed to be the the best gunslinger in the West, the fastest around. And he shows up, and he's just this drunk. In an Oscar-winning performance,
3: we should add.
0: <laughs> His horse is, like, as drunk as him. Yeah, I love it. Man, I, like, freaked out when old Lee showed up. I had no idea he was going to be in this movie.
1: I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> oh,
0: one of my favorite musical westerns, Paint Your Wagon. He's the lead in that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. How come he didn't sing in this?
0: Well, so he's not like a great singer, but he's a tr- he's like plays the same character in that movie. Actually. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Nice.
0: But he, uh, I think he got like a made like a a chart like topping like song out of it. Actually, I don't know. I feel like he's a really underrated guy from back in the day. He's in a lot of. The classic westerns. You probably uh, wouldn't know him from Delta Force TV.
1: He was in Delta Force?
0: He's the colonel. (laughs) What? Yeah. Dang. I know, but he's like almost 30 years older at that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While we're still talking about the drunken gunslinger, like I like the character a lot. He's probably my favorite, but I also have some issues with him a little bit. I feel like his character development happens all at once in this weird chunk, and then it just like... (laughs) goes away at the end i get it's supposed (laughs) to be funny but it was like oh okay so he didn't actually like improve himself at all or anything he did it to try and get with cat baloo which kind (laughs) of that came out of nowhere for me too a little (laughs) bit um i didn't really like that part and i didn't yeah i didn't really like that yeah it's like halfway through the movie all of a sudden we're just getting into a training montage out of nowhere and it's like Shouldn't he have been doing this in the beginning, like, when they hired him? (laughs) Why are we doing this now? I don't know.
0: Because he didn't have Jane Fonda to inspire him before.
3: (laughs) He's like, finally decided, it's time.
2: Yeah, and that whole training montage in the scene where he's getting all ready to go and face the no-nose guy. That's him, too, by the way, if
0: you didn't catch it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know that until today, actually.
1: Wait. Wait. What? Yeah, he's the no-nose guy too. Wow, I did not realize that. I think that's why he won the award for it. <laughs> that makes more sense now, yeah. That's pretty impressive. I didn't realize that at all.
0: But that just all that whole sequence
2: goes on with the the spoof and satire that this does because if you watch all those old spaghetti westerns, the guy who is going out there or he's getting his guns ready, putting on his outfit to go do his last gunfight, it's very comedic in this one, because they're putting on the suit that they like cinched down to make your <laughs> belly fat look <laughs> like you're skinny. The girdle. <laughs> the corset.
3: Yeah, the corset. He looks like a a clown when he gets it all on
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his scarf. That thing's lame. What was up with the scarf? It looked like toilet paper wrapped around his neck. It did. <laughs> I don't know. Fashion.
0: This is a movie podcast, not a fashion podcast. What do we know? It just kind of turns
2: the old uh, tropes on their head, you know, in a comedic way. It presents it in a new light, which is kind of fun.
3: That's why it it didn't bug me too much, because it's just making fun of that.
0: I was a little sad that his arc was reversed in the end. Then he, like, went back to being a drunk. I was hoping he would rise above, but... You know, it's a comedy. Whatevs. <laughs> Even his horse was
3: drunk. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> I was not expecting
3: him to be drunk again. Because I'd, I'd seen this before, but I hadn't seen it in a while. So I forgot that he goes back to being drunk again. <laughs> and then his shows of leaning on the wall. His horse is leaning <laughs> on the wall, too. His guy's legs crossed as drunk. I just
1: lost it. I was like,
3: that's so funny.
1: Yeah, I was hoping he was faking it or something, but no, he was just drunk. And he could barely stay on his horse. Man,
0: he's like an ad for (laughs) high-functioning alcoholism. (laughs) He's such a badass whenever he's got a few slugs in him. Yep, yep. I guess that's probably also (laughs) part of the spoof.
3: (laughs) Oh, man, when he was (laughs) trying to get a drink at Hole in the Wall... And they're making their plan and he's trying to get them the
0: toast so they can buy him some alcohol. (laughs) Oh man, that was so funny. I was like mildly confused by the hole in the wall thing initially. Like I did not get that it was like a gang in his like ex-gang hideout.
1: Yeah, apparently they've got immunity or something.
0: I was so confused. They were like, ah, yeah, just like old times, back here at the hole in the wall. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's how I felt for a fair amount of this movie, though. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a number of the characters were just talking nonsense. Like her father. What is he even talking about half the time? When it comes in on him, he's like, the Indians, they're the people of Israel. I heard so when I was in town last, you know, they went out wandering. <laughs> I was like, what?
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought that was <laughs> like, where's that come from? It's like the like modern day, like just really weirdly ignorant old man Yeah, <laughs> I spoke Hebrew to him and he pretended like he didn't understand <laughs> I didn't understand
0: him and Uncle Jed I don't know what the hell Uncle Jed was saying this whole movie
1: I liked Uncle Jed I wish she would have been in it more where he always was going like I won't push myself on you any further and then <laughs> five minutes later he's back
0: that was like his only line I could understand. I felt like he was always like doing the hillbilly gibberish thing, like in Blazing Saddles.
1: He doesn't really do much besides that, though. Yeah, he just kind of has his one joke and he's just there.
0: Hmm. So what did you guys think
2: of Cat Baloo? We should probably talk about her. Since she's kind of a big deal.
0: I guess, you know, one of the supporting characters.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was good. I really liked her performance. I thought she did a really good job. I liked uh, her character and her arc. I thought it was pretty good. From school teacher to outlaw.
3: We never get to see her teach. Yeah. She doesn't even get a chance to teach.
1: Yeah, they call her a teacher, (laughs) but she's never taught once. Yeah, she might suck. Yeah, that would have been a good scene to have. Just like at the beginning, have her teach in the school. And then maybe those weirdos show up at the school or something.
2: Well, you can tell she doesn't really want to be a teacher, even from the start of this movie. Instead of reading her books for teaching, she's reading, I don't know, some some gunfighter comic or something. It's a good setup for a character, because you can tell that she wants to live a little bit on the wild side, and she's fascinated by this outlaw gunfighter life.
0: I was really impressed by old Jane Fonda. You know, I feel like sometimes... Sometimes I feel like she gets kind of shoehorned into like being the vamp or just being like an eye candy, for lack of a better term, kind of character. But I felt like she really did pretty good in this movie. I mean, she was, you know, funny and genuine.
1: Yeah, that was a really good performance.
0: I know she can be really good. She's still doing stuff today, and I don't know. It's always refreshing to see her get to, yeah, showcase her acting chops, you
1: know? Yeah, and she did good at like, I liked her character of like wrangling all these random outlaws and people and being the leader of the team and stuff. I thought that was all really cool. Not what I expected from this movie, I'll say. (laughs) Her becoming the leader of the group. Seemed a little progressive for its time, maybe even, you know?
2: Yeah, all the men kind of follow her like lost puppies everywhere she goes.
3: Well, that's because they're spoofing
0: like the strong
3: male characters, which are dominated primarily in the Western genre. So they're trying to set out a strong female character, but... I don't know it's a product of its time still a little bit in the way that all the like (laughs) all the characters that she gathers around herself are buffoons for the most part really. And then she doesn't she really doesn't have too much agency besides when she takes it into her own hands at the end because she they always revert back to her screaming and all the men having to come run up and see what's wrong. So they did that a little bit too much for me in this.
1: Well, she doesn't even get her urgency until, yeah, 45 minutes in. So it's like (laughs) you kind of just see just the typical (laughs) woman. Yeah, it doesn't really start until her dad dies.
3: But, I mean, I say that and then you could still argue that it's part of the spoof and everything because... Yeah, she does that, but she inspires them all to come actually take agency themselves and save her at the very end, which was nice.
0: I would agree, though. I was a little disappointed that, uh, you know, she has that scene after he, her father's been murdered and she rides into town and the town is shielding the bounty hunter and she's like, you won't make me cry. You'll never see me cry. And then he surprises her out at the camp and she screams and like <laughs> turns to run away. And I was like, oh, Yeah.
3: It, it it loses that, what it's going for a bit when they resort to things like that. But, I mean, for the time period, yeah, it is pretty progressive. They do a good job. It is a comedy at its core, right? So Yeah. Yeah, so you, you could say we're looking too hard at it. I mean,
1: but it would have made it better, I
3: think, though, if it would have had these elements, too. Though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Make her more like Sharon Stone in The Quick and the Dead would have been nice. But I mean, I mean, it works, though, because she's supposed to be like the prim and proper school teacher doing the traditional woman's work of that age. And then she's trying to break out of that mold. So I guess it makes sense. She's
1: not completely her own free agent for a lot of it, too. I guess Uh, who's that guy that she like ends up falling in love with? Um...
3: Clay Boone.
1: At first, I was kind of like, eh, I don't like this guy very much, but the romance got better about halfway through, I think. I'm not a big fan of, like, the, I guess, character trope of, like, the kind of pushy of, like, the male guy, like, getting really close to her and stuff. She's like, no, please, I don't really like that trope that much, and yeah, it's made in the 60s, so it's of more funny back then, probably, but um, in the middle, I really did feel like, you know, I felt like their romance was actually fairly well-developed and, like, made sense. I just think, yeah, without those elements at the beginning, it would have been a little bit better.
0: The sleeping car scene is a little cringy. I gotta
1: agree on that one. <laughs> that was the worst of it, I think. But yeah, like after, like if it was, he was just like a freeloader outlaw guy, you know, just, and they slowly, he's kind of like, pushing himself away, and you know, they're both, it's the classic, they both don't like each other and then they do, that kind of thing. I think it would have worked a little better for me, because that's what kind of happens in the middle even, is when it's like, well, you know, I couldn't say I love you, that would be weakness, I'm a man, a one man show, (laughs) you know, like that stuff really worked for me, I thought, but it grew on me, they ended up pulling it off, I think, which is good.
0: Yeah,
3: It's interesting, because he's definitely not the typical male um, that you would see in the western and so he's trying to act tough and all this stuff. And then that point too, where he's trying to be like, ah, oh, I don't I don't need a a companion for long term. I'm just looking for the short term
1: fling or whatever.
3: When in reality he he's just BSing.
1: Yeah, he's like, You wanna to go to St. Louis with me? You can live there and party, you know? He's like, I want you to come with me. But he's like, Oh, but it's uh, just you know, it's a short term, yeah, no, that love? Oh, jeez
3: it's interesting it does a good job throwing those traditional gender roles on its head but it reverts back too much at the same
0: time too i do love that scene where his bros are hyping him up like he screwed up the romance and she's run off and (laughs) lee marvin's like what she loves you and not me (laughs) (laughs) they start smacking him around (laughs) that was such a good like bro scene i thought i don't know
1: i liked that that was pretty amusing yeah i did like when they were beating him up that was pretty funny
3: jackson punches him he's like what was that for well everybody else was
2: doing it (laughs) yeah it goes back to them just beating people up in old movies they love
0: doing it they do. <laughs> Physical comedy, I suppose. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the Jackson character, old Jackson? I love Jackson. Jackson was great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I liked him too. He was funny.
3: I thought it was great during the the dance where he just he just punches the people who are trying to start crap with them. I was like, "Yeah, you you go, Jackson." And then then he rips that guy's toupee <laughs> off, and it looks like he scalped him. And he's like, "Oh, like, crap!" Is not what it looks like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do wish Jackson would have had more to do though. Feels like he's just kind of always holding everybody's luggage and running around with them, but he doesn't really have as strong of a motivation as some of the others. I don't feel like.
0: Which is interesting, because I feel like he would have a similar motivation to cat, you know, where the town has always kind of looked down on him, and, but it never, doesn't really ever seem to like take that in like that, that doesn't seem to be his motivation. It seems to be his love and kinship with cat that... yeah.
3: Well, and he said too, that her dad was the only one who like didn't give him any crap for being Indian or Native American. Sorry. Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) they definitely used some worse terms in the movie. (laughs) It was a product of its time, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. He does talk a lot of crap
3: on
1: everybody, which I always find funny. I guess he was kind of the straight man a little bit. He wasn't as... He punched him. That was kind of his big comedy moment. But yeah, he doesn't doesn't feel as goofy as everybody else, which I kind of liked about him, too. He's kind of like the the centerpiece. He
0: is kind of the voice of reason, level-headed guy, right? The only normal person.
1: Just like the average Joe hanging out with these crazy people. Cat (laughs) Baloo's kind of the the straight man, too, a little bit. But yeah, I did like the squad. Yeah, I just wish some of them would have had some more chances to shine, namely Jackson and the uncle. So I did like that uncle. He had a great scene in the beginning, but yeah, he doesn't really do anything until the end when he does the same (laughs) trick all over again. It's all he knows. I love how
3: Cat just keeps looking at him like... Uh, When are you going to do something? And he's just sitting there talking, (laughs) not ignoring her. And she's just like, oh, no, (laughs) they're stringing me up, uncle. (laughs) He's like,
2: that's okay." Hey, he cut through that rope with like a razor blade super fast. Like that was a thick rope. And he was just before they had a chance to (laughs) hang her, he had already sawed through it. He's a champ. He had stuff
1: to do. (laughs) He had to cut that rope.
2: Yeah, yeah, he had to um,
3: replace the original priest, too.
1: Oh, God, what happened to him? That knife was a little bloody, wasn't it? Oh!
0: (laughs) I was surprised they didn't go with the old shooting the rope trope. Oh, yeah. They didn't want to push Kid Shaleen's
3: luck being drunk.
0: I know, I really thought he was going to ride up and shoot it, but then... (laughs) He shot the beer cart and wasted like 10 (laughs) barrels of
1: beer. Uh, Once he's sober, he's going to regret his his actions. It was so sad. (laughs) You know, I really did like the look of this movie.
0: I mean, I know it was 68, and there definitely is like a mix of like, uh, you know, background screens and painted backgrounds, but I think a fair amount of it also might have been on set. I don't know. Some of that landscape shooting looked really good for the time and being on film like
1: that. I like the look of it, too, yeah. And even you yeah, have those big, like, painting backgrounds, I love those. Those look really cool. Makes it feel like a 60s movie, which is nice. For sure, yeah. Oh, I thought of something. Speaking of the look. So, there's that, after the robbery, there's that, like, fast motion chase scene. That went on for a little long, I thought. And I didn't really like the fast motion effects, but... I get it. That's a 60s thing as well, I think, with the, like, Dan did it
0: like the, the banjo trombone duel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. I felt so childish. I was, like, cracking up every time he'd come in drunk in the, the sad trombone would start playing. <laughs> like I was trying not to like laugh too much in front of my girlfriend because I was like, I'm a crone man. This, is, this juvenile humor isn't funny. <laughs> you got to embrace it. I was pretty entertained by that chase scene, I got to say.
3: I thought it was pretty funny. I, I don't like when they speed it up either, Terry, but since it was for comedic effect... It didn't bug me too much. They probably should have shortened it some. It
1: gave me flashbacks to Godzilla Raids again. Oh, boy. And Nobody wants
3: flashbacks to that. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I think they may have ruined fast motion for me a little bit.
3: <laughs> it's very bad in that movie.
1: But Yeah. I just thought, it, like, if they would have been a little shorter, I think I would have liked it a lot better, but. Well, there
0: was that scene where the train engine comes back, and it's just the previous scene, but
1: in reverse. <laughs> that one was a little rough, too, I guess. Hey, they gotta do what they gotta do, you know? <laughs> Save some money on these shots. You can't just back up a train. It's not that easy, right? I don't know how trains work, I assume. Mike knows. He's the locomotive expert. Oh, yeah. He's the train guy. How
0: do you reverse a train? Do you take the coal out? of the engine is that how it works
2: yeah i think you're on to something here yeah you do the reverse of what you do to make it go forward and then it just goes backwards ah or you uh film it going forwards and then reverse (laughs) the footage oh i see Hmm. we'll fix it in post (laughs) yes yes
0: that train was also definitely like a little model train like (laughs) in like a diorama at several
1: points (laughs) I like those little models. I love those things. I
0: felt like that was almost a spoof in itself. Like they clearly had the real train in a real spot, but I felt like the little toy train was like a joke.
1: They just can't afford to get like a moving shot of it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. Like might as well get those shots while you're there. I don't know. Yeah,
3: it could have been a set and they didn't
1: build it to move. That's true. Maybe it wasn't a real train. Let's go buy a train at the old toy store and you can use that.
0: Yeah.
2: So I guess are we ready for some overall presentation on this one?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: I'm ready too. So we got a scale that we use around these here parts. <laughs> um, it goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a spiel and then we try to average it out at the end to the best of our capabilities.
2: All right, well, I'll just jump in here first before you get the chance to do whatever bit you guys had coming down. (laughs) A volunteer.
0: (laughs) We have a volunteer. Wow, what a guy. Um, The Bit is
2: still getting in there, but (laughs) uh, this is the second time I've seen this movie. Yeah, I like Jane Fonda. She's good in this. She's fun. She's a fox or a cat, because Ah. I guess we already have a fox on the show, and it feels weird. (laughs) She's a
0: fox when we got one here. You can... Call me Jane. (laughs) I'll I'll avoid that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) This
2: is a fun movie. It's an old movie, so if you do watch it, just be aware. It has some of that old stuff in there. But I had a lot of fun watching it this time and just recognizing how much of a spoof it was of old-time Westerns. And I'm going to give it a watch it based off of that. That was pretty fun. And it is it is pretty funny at times. Honestly, to me, this doesn't feel like a 1960s movie. It feels like maybe a 70s movie. So that's pretty cool. Check it out.
0: Yeah, you know, westerns hold a special place in my heart. And it, it was, it's cool to get a do one on the show, finally. I hope we someday get a do that western category. I, I knew nothing about this one going into it and was very pleasantly surprised. I mean... How can you argue with a stellar cast like that? I mean, Jane Fonda alongside Lee Marvin, like, what more could you possibly ask from a Western? It's got some great music, some good comedy, even if it's a little juvenile sometimes. uh, You may still chortle, (laughs) choke on your whiskey. (laughs) You know, as Mad Mike said, it is a product of its time, so if that sort of thing offends you, I mean, I guess watch out for that. I think it's, yeah, a great example of like a comedic spaghetti Western I think it really kind of hit right at, the, uh, right at the start point of where all these comedy spoof ones are coming up. And I think it may have even inspired a number of them. So I think, you know, my, my gut feeling whenever the, like, 15 seconds of credits rolled at the end of this <laughs> was a buy it. And I, I think I might give it a buy it, you know? I got some Westerns. I want to have some more Westerns. And I think this one is, uh, this one's worth adding to the collection, I think.
1: Yeah, I really like this movie. It was kind of a surprise to me i don't know what my expectations were i like looked at the cover i didn't really read anything else about it i was like what is this movie i, I was kind of nervous honestly going into it i was like uh, i don't know but it, it surprises me like it starts off on a really good note with the like uh, greek chorus i guess whatever those two guitar players wandering around singing i really like that um it adds a really good tone to it i do think there's a few like structure issues with this. I think some of like the development for the lone gunslinger kind of just it's like, Oh yeah, we have to do this really quick. So they just like chunk it all in the middle. And then he regresses back to his old ways, which I found kind of disappointing. I really like that character though. I think that's maybe goes to the acting and the performance of it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to give this one a watch it. It's good. I think there's a few like flaws in it, but it is like really an entertaining movie. It's funny, which is good. And, um, The characters are pretty good. I just wish we could have got like more of it, I think, with the characters.
3: Aping off what everybody else has said, I too enjoyed watching this film. It's a good spoof of your classic westerns. Has a lot of good jokes about the lone gunslinger flipping um, gender roles and stuff on their heads. It does a really good job deconstructing the Western and making it funny while doing it. Um, like we mentioned, it's pretty progressive for the time it was released in, too, so that's always good. Even if it does revert back to those classic tropes, maybe if one too many times. But overall, yeah, it's it's good. I'd forgotten a lot of the funny parts in this one. I got to experience them brand new again, which was great. Yeah, it's just, it's an enjoyable film overall. I don't think it has enough funny gags in there for me to want to watch it a lot. Like on repeat viewings, you'll know that most of them are coming. Um, So it'll lose a little bit of its charm compared to like other comedies like Blazing Saddles, where there's like new jokes in there every single time you watch it so it it, it's good the music's really good too really catchy it's been stuck in my head all day today pretty much so i'm gonna go ahead and give it a watch it as well i think it's pretty
1: good there you have it three watch it and a buy it yeah how about that thank you for the suggestion yeah i'm glad that i watched this a good suggestion so speaking of suggestions i think we've got another couple in line for this series um and I think the next one up is Spirited Away. Oh. A classic
3: Miyazaki film or it was most overrated piece. We shall see next week.
2: I know that Dan's wife suggested this one because
1: <laughs> she wants me
2: and dan to fight she wants the battle royale between us
1: <laughs> if any of you listeners out there have any suggestions you can send them in to us at run the real at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook or on twitter at runthereal. hit us up we want to hear your suggestions have you seen cat baloo let us know if you liked it or not
2: yeah and come sail away with us next week on spirited away Well, thanks so much for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week. This is Run The Real, signing off.